On this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by lifelong Irish League and Portadown fan Nate Campbell. Together, we review the Irish Cup final, Glen Torren versus Balamina. Have a listen. Enjoy. As of today, we know the two teams. It is going to be Balamina versus Glen Torren. I'm joined by Neil. Neil, you're a Portadown fan, but you obviously have plenty of memories of the Irish Cup. Irish Cup for me is always the best day out of the year. What's what's Irish Cup mean for you as a Portadown fan and in general in your in your season each year? Yeah, um, I'm a big advocate of cup competitions, uh, especially you know the domestic cup. And as you say, the Irish Cup final is the best day out. Again, uh, I know we've mentioned it before on talking about FA Cup, but to me, like when you, it's like the domestic cup final, it always seems to be you know really really warm weather and stuff. The sun's out, everyone's in a good mood before the game anyway. Um, and it's always something that the fans and I'm sure the players and staff alike, you know, whatever club it's in the final, uh, really looks forward to. Unfortunately, uh, as a Portadown fan, the last couple of Irish Cup finals we have been at, we've actually got beat. Um, the last one in particular in 2015 was a miserable day and it was absolutely lashing down. So, and the result didn't go our way, but we'll not get into that because I will go off on a tangent. But <laughs> yeah, um, Irish Cup Day in general, you know, it is, it's always a good day out for everyone involved. And you, you hear so many Irish League players saying that themselves. Yeah, I mean, even for me as a Crusaders fan, we won the cup last year. We beat Balna Mallard in the final 3 0. It was a bit of a, let down in terms of the final because Crusaders scored early we sort of dictated the game it was very one way traffic it never looked in doubt but the 2009 final we beat Cliftonville 1-0 and that to me was in my opinion I know we've won leagues and stuff since but that's always a big standout moment and I always think that lifting the cup to finish the season is a tremendous tremendous achievement and for both these clubs haven't had particularly an amazing season Balamina and Glen Torren, but certainly a very interesting final game here on Friday. We, we've seen two good games on TV today, specifically in terms of the drama. I know the first game was maybe a bit cagey in spells. Neil, what was your thoughts on on the games today and just the generalisation and the drama and the events that unfolded? Well, I think the drama and the events that unfolded uh, is pretty much the Irish League did tea. I don't really think there's ever a script that the Irish League in general will go by. Both entertaining games, more so the second semi-final, I thought. But obviously, you know, the late equaliser for Balamina and then the subsequent penalty shootout after extra time was, was very dramatic. What I would say about the first game, I thought Korean, for most of it, were in control. But you've got to give Balamina credit for digging in. And the Korean are a very good side. They're a very physical side. But, you know, there was sort of no pressure on Balamina. And the pressure would have been more on Korean because everyone would have expected them to win. And that's the thing. With, with cup football, you can never write off somebody, you know, in a one-off match. And Balamina proved that there this evening whenever, you know, they've pulled um, an iron out of the fire and they've got through. And okay, okay, you know, they did ride their luck at times, but it's cup football and league form and league position in particular goes out the window. 
they embodied that there this, uh, this afternoon. Regards the second semi final, it was a far more free flowing and faster game. Um, but you would expect that with Cliftonville, they're a very good football inside. The Glens are on the up as well. And um, they have some very skillful players. Uh, the penalty shootout was very good as well. There were some absolutely outstanding penalties, but there were some diabolical ones too. So, yeah, it's, again, it's a strange out of game. There's a lot of new players that came into the Glens in the last couple of years, uh, a lot of young players, but it's the, the old hand in Elliot Morris, the experienced player, and he's got them through there in the end tonight. Yeah, we'll actually talk a bit about Elliot Morris later on when we get to Glen Torren, but before we get there, Balamina played first today, so I'm going to start with Balamina. It's very, very interesting. The last time Balamina won the Irish Cup, was the year I was born. It was 1989. It has been a while since Balamina have won this tournament. Interestingly enough, that Balamina have won this six times. Their manager, David Jeffrey, has won it seven times. And there's something to be said there about uh, having a winner. Not only in the team, but I can imagine him at halftime. And I can imagine him at... You know, those water breaks and everything alongside that, he would have been on a hiding to nothing today, specifically based on maybe the performance in the first half. They were maybe a little bit slower than Coleraine, but certainly whenever they were pushing for that equaliser, when they got that equaliser, they certainly did look the stronger side. And as you said, form goes out the window in a cup competition, but even more so in a, in a derby. And this was a big, big game for Balamina. Horrible league season, horrible injuries, but when when came to how much do you want it and can you pull and do you really want to go and win this they answered those questions they answered them emphatically today I thought not to gloss over Coleraine who have had a fantastic season but they I really found Coleraine Coleraine were found wanting in those clinical those clinical penalties you can't stress enough the quality of, of the penalties but you talked about it there for the second semi-final but Bar Balamina's first penalty today they were excellent from the spot and Coleraine were certainly found wanting yeah um, again the penalty shootouts it's a lottery and like I said the year before Coleraine were under more pressure than Balamina because Balamina haven't had a great league season especially compared to last season there so there was far more pressure on Coleraine but Again, it's a derby. You know your your local your local rivals are never going to roll over for you, especially in a semi final. And like you said, with David Jeffrey, you have a proven winner there. I mean, it's no surprise that since he's taken over at Balamina, you know they've finished second in the league. They've been in Europe. They've won the league cup. They've been to a couple of other league cup finals where they've, they've been beat. They've been to Countdown and Shady finals. You know, so. Uh, as you said, you know, he's a winner. He's got a winning mentality. He knows how to win. With David Jeffrey, he always has an ace up his sleeve. So, again, I know going into the final, the Glens will be overwhelming favourites, but I just wouldn't rule David Jeffrey out. And especially given the fact that he's a former Linfield manager, he's had loads of battles with the Glens over the years. I'm pretty sure he will be doing everything in his power to, <laughs> to, to beat the Glens once again. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't know. If, did you see his interview after the game? He he was just so passionate. He was so fired up about effort and drive and determination and wanting to win and wanting to be there. And I mentioned it briefly before I passed it over to you there for some comments. But I think as a player, that must inspire you. He seems to be the type of manager that gets his players to go, go to war. 
especially today when when there as you said there's 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 maybe a lot more pressure and cold rain but certainly that last 10 15 minutes he really turned that pressure up on cold rain you know there's quite a lot of time today in that first semi-final and Balamina they went at a hammer and tongue to get something and their effort level alone they probably did deserve to get something I know a lot of people have been reading a lot of people's thoughts on Twitter and things and they seem to think Cole Ream the better side today but in terms of the effort level alone I thought Balamina were very much worthy of their equaliser and certainly when it came to the penalties as I said they were clinical do you think I know they lost the final to Glenavon and I know they seem to have a habit of losing finals to Glenavon or being in finals with Glenavon but there's some players still in that squad from that final loss to Glenavon this will be a chance for them where they can certainly look at this and believe they can redeem themselves here how much does that mean to a a fan of Balamina to be here we go another cup final chance to sort of get a bit of redemption here after a couple of years ago's defeat I mean I I obviously can't speak uh, on behalf of Balamina fans, because I'm not a Balamina fan myself, but I know a few boys that are Balamina fans, and you know they've said that the turnaround under David Jeffrey has been nothing short of second and none. And I know as a fan, like you know, what you want is to be getting the cup finals. And okay, you know, you might have some seasons where your league position isn't as good as other seasons and whatnot. It's the days out, the memories is what you want. I mean, at the end of the day, are you going to say, oh, would love to finish top six or would you prefer to get to a cup final? I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer. Balamina, you know, were a club for a good few years that, you know, many people thought there's potential there, but they never really kept on. And, you know, there's been a couple of false dawns, you know, over the last uh, 20 years or so, but it's never really happened. But under David Jeffrey, they've went to the next level. They're regularly getting the cup finals. As you say, like I know under 2014 was before David Jeffrey, but those players that were playing in that final, it's a chance for them to get their hands on a trophy and it might have been a disappointing league campaign, but people will forget about a disappointing league campaign if Balamina were to win the cup and get into Europe again and then the poor league campaign will be a distant memory. Yeah, 100%. I mean, before, before we really move on, I just want to look at their league campaign just quickly. They finished 10th which, given last year's performance, is very, very poor. The minus 20 goal difference. It's a very, very poor performance in the league this year. But, quite rightly, as you said, they weren't playing for anything in the league at, the, at sort of towards the end of the season or after January anyway, really. I know that they were maybe trying to get into top six, but it would have been a big ask given their position. But they certainly took the cup seriously. And with Crumlin Star, Warren Point and Balna Mallard, they... Quite comfortably, maybe not comfortably, but they seem they made their way to the semi-final. What's your thoughts on their route to the final? Well, again, you know they beat Crumlin Star two 0 and you know Crumlin Star. It, it might look on paper like an easy game because they play in the amateur league, but it's not because as Crumlin Star has shown, you know, over the past few years, they're a very good side and they produce a lot of good players that pluck from them and and, play, and taken by Irish league teams. Joe Gormley being one, for example. Yeah. So you, I, I don't think you can ever underestimate an amateur team in the cup because I mean you only you only need to look there. In recent Irish Cup campaigns, the Lauren Tech Old Boys, you know, they got to the quarterfinals against Warren Point, you know, and that's an achievement not to be scoffed at. Again, speaking of Warren Point, and that that, that could be a tricky game. The one that two one, and then obviously the, the beat Ball the Mallard two 0 
you know, they've been having a poor league campaign, but, you know, sometimes a cup run can help your mind of the league campaign. It sort of relieves a wee bit of pressure. You can sort of play with the handbrake off and whatnot. And, you know, Valamina have proved that and got to the semi-final and then obviously playing Korean. And then that, that's a massive hurdle that they've managed to overcome. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, their, their league's been disrupted this year with a lot of injuries. Listening to some of their players talk in interviews throughout the season, not much was changed this year in terms of their training, in terms of their, their work rate, their desire. Not much was different from last year to this year, but it just seemed to be that there was a lot of niggly injuries and a lot of players were out for long periods of time. Some of their better players, they will be itching to get at this... Um, to get into this cup final and to be to perform, Andy McGrory is a player that comes to mind for me. Ryan Harper, Cather Freil, of course, one of the little unwritten maybe storylines in this under the radar storylines perhaps would be the return of Johnny Addis going against Glen Torren, part of a Glen Torren side the last time they won the cup. This time lined up for Balamina, so there's a couple of little storylines there and as you mentioned there about David Jeffrey, the ex Linfield manager will obviously want to do anything as part of stop Glen Torren. The Glen Torren fans will love to do what put one over on David Jeffrey. Very I think it makes a very, very interesting final. Who's your match winners? Who's your key players? Well you've already mentioned a few of them there, but uh Cather Freel plays a, a pivotal role for Balamina as does Adam Lecky. Like obviously he's their big target man. Um, I always think Aaron Burns is a good player. He's shown over the years. He's a winner. He's won a variety of things with Linfield. You know, he won the Irish Cup with Korean. Uh, I always think he's a good player. James Knowles came on today, had a good game. You've yeah. mentioned McGorry, Stephen McCulloch. Some, they, they do have good players. Obviously, this season, they've been massively disrupted by injuries. But then, even, even if you forget about the injuries... Last season, their league campaign was, was outstanding for Balamina. I mean, to get them to second was, was unbelievable. I don't think anybody really expected them to be anywhere near second this year, you know, being realistic, especially with the small squad that Balamina have. I, I, I don't think anyone would have predicted them to finish, you know, as low down as 10th. But as I said, they already, people will forget about the low league finish if they can somehow manage to finish the season with, uh, with the Irish Cup in, in their hands, like. You know, they do have a couple of good players there. Like, as I said, yeah, Lecky, Freel, Rand Harper, he's another good player. Yeah. And he was very, uh, very solid when he played for Duncan as well. So, yeah, they, they do have match winners and they're not, they, they won't be, uh, they won't be pushovers. No, definitely not. Absolutely not. They're going up against one of the biggest clubs in the country. 22 time Irish Cup winners, Glen Torren. Last won the Cup in 2015. Solid season for Glentoran this year. From third down to sixth was very, very tight within sort of three points of each other going into the break or going into the the sort of last couple of games before COVID hit. This is a massive this miss a massive game for Glentoran, I feel. And we talked about it today. Cole Ream were under maybe the most pressure from the Balamina um sorry, in the Balamina tie. Maybe being the favourites, Glentoran will start the game on Friday as favourites, um, given the money they've spent, given the players they've brought in. Glen Torren, need talking about Glen Torren and the Irish Cup. Well, I mean, you only need to look at the, the stats, and stats don't lie, and they've won it 22 times. Uh, the Glens do seem to have an affinity with the Irish Cup. I know, obviously, Linfield have won it the most, but, you know, after them, 
the Glens have won it the second most times. But you know, even in the eighties, you know, Glen Torn won it in eighty three, and then they won it eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven, and eighty eight, and then in nineteen ninety, and they beat Portadown uh, in the nineteen eighty final. And you know, that's an incredible record. So the Glens have always had that affinity with the Irish Cup, and even seasons where they maybe haven't performed as well in the league. I. 2013, 2015, you know, they ended up with the Irish Cup, you know, in their trophy cabinet. Ironically, the 2013 final was against Cliftonville. So the Glens are one of them teams that, that you probably wouldn't want to face going into an Irish Cup final because they some, somehow they always seem to manage to pull it out of the bag. So, yeah, they'll be under the most pressure going into that final. But again, like I said, the Glens have a habit of finding ways of winning cup finals. And... You know, again, they weren't given much of a chance of, you know, uh, of pushing up at the top of the league this season. And to be fair to Mick McDermott, okay, yes, they have spent a bit of money, but he he has done a a sterling job. They obviously were flying before Christmas and went on that magnificent run and sort of petered away a wee bit after that. But in his post-match interview tonight, you know, he was saying that his aim is to get the Glens back to where they once were. And he says they're taking baby steps to getting back to where they once were. And if they could finish up the season with an Irish Cup, well, then I don't really think you could argue that they're going in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we, we've talked about it. The best day out and to finish the season with a trophy, regardless of your league campaign, is always an unbelievable bonus and an absolute brilliant achievement. They made a lot of signings in January and it almost seemed to sort of stifle their progress a little bit. Could be one of those, you know, step backwards in the short term, but long term it'll step, put them in a good position. You know, players like Rory Donnelly, fantastic player, fantastic striker, brilliant pedigree. Maybe the goal stats don't really line up for him the way it does for someone like say Joe Gormley, but a phenomenal player who joined them late January. At that stage, they'd already played Portadown. I know you were at the game as a Portadown fan. Tough game to take for you as a Portadown fan going up there and putting on a brilliant performance with a questionable penalty and majority of teams when they do go and win a trophy there always is maybe a little asterisk star or a little decision somewhere along the way or a little bit of luck that just happens to fall into their path and it seemed to be for Glen Torn it was the Portadown game very early on give me some thoughts on what you thought at the Oval that day well you could see straight away that they have came on leaps and bounds, you know, under Mick McDermott. Now, they did ride their luck their day that day. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Portadown fan. They really did ride their luck. Uh, Glen Torn, I mean, when you're getting a, a, a dubious, to say the least, a dubious penalty in injury time, you know, I, I think you are riding your luck there. At the same time, to win a cup competition, as you say, you know, you do need a bit of luck here and there. And, you know, the Glens, they beat Portadown on penalties. They squeezed past Queens. Yeah, giant uh, killing Queens. Crew, exactly, to beat the Blues already. They squeezed past Crusaders. And then, obviously, the one tonight on penalties. So, you know, they do have a bit of luck on their side. But, yeah, you could see whenever we played them in January there that, you know, they are a good side. And, I mean, like, you know, they've given... A fair few teams that run around this season, you know, Limfield as well, have been beaten by them too. And yeah. obviously they went on to win the league. So I think, you know, I think the Glens have shown that on their day they are capable of of beating anyone. And as you say, you know, they've made some really good signings. Obviously, Rory Donnelly, a very good player. 
Paddy McLean's came in. You know, yeah, he's he's, he's done very well. He is, he is. And um, well, his own goal tonight wasn't exactly yeah, excellent. That's fair. <laughs> but um, you know, he he's a solid player. Um, and then obviously, you know, you've got the likes of Harvey Plum and all. Uh, they do have some exciting players uh, within their ranks at the minute as well. So, yeah, I would say the Glens are definitely going in the right direction uh, for them. Obviously, as a Porter Down fan, I'm not particularly happy with that. But no, the, the Glens, they, they are a good side. And you can see that under Mick McDermott, they are on an upward trajectory. Yeah, it really wasn't a sort of an appointment out of nowhere in the summer, Mick McDermott. A huge pedigree. He was the assistant manager of Iran in the last World Cup. You know, you go from working under Carlos Queiroz um, to help attempt to stifle Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, playing against the likes of the, the stars from Spain, moving to, moving into East Belfast to try and lift maybe a fallen giant up a little bit. But like I said, maybe a couple of signings in January is maybe taking them a little step backwards or two and just maybe in terms of getting them up to speed with his style and his tactics and whatnot. But certainly long term, they seem to be in a very good position. But one of their key players, key player today, Elliot Morris, phenomenal goalkeeper, one of the best the league's probably ever seen. He's in his 18th season, he's 39 years old, five Irish Cup finals, three Irish Cup wins. I don't think you can really say enough about Elliot Morris, Neil. Yeah, um, you know, I remember the season where he came back from England. He was over at West Brom. He was a very young goalkeeper and the Glens signed him. They went on to win three trophies in his first season. They won the league because that was the season they were one of the seasons they were battling the Porter Down. And, you know, I always say you can't win a league or a cup, you know, without a top goalkeeper. And, you know, he proved his worth tonight. You know, he's been in and out of the side this season. But, uh, but obviously, McDermott went with him tonight. And, you know, <laughs> he justified his selection, you know, because he made a couple of really good saves in the shootout. And, you know, it's that old um, experience head there he has. You know, he's been there, he's seen it, he's done it. And, you know, he's he's, he's proved to be the difference tonight. Yeah, massively. Glentorn have a couple of other, well, a lot of other very good players. I'm a huge fan of Marcus Kane. I think he's a fantastic player. Johnny Fraser, I like. You know, Robbie McDade's a very good player. Rory Donnelly, we've sort of touched on. Who do you see as the Glentorn match winners going into this game? I think Plum's going to miss the game with injury, which is a shame because he is an absolutely outstanding player. But um, who do you see as your match winners going into this one? Um, well, I know we've already mentioned Rory Donnelly. Um, Robbie McDade, you know, he seems to be their main man at the minute. Um, he's the one getting most of their goals. Vanover big, you know, he's a good player. So Nasiri. You know, Crow in the middle of the park, he's one that sort of went under the radar. He scored a good penalty tonight as well. Um, you know, they do have quality in key positions, um, not even just in their team, and their squads. You know, we've already alluded to it. They made a number of signings, you know, in January. But I, I think they may have made those signings with, a, with an eye on next season. Yeah. Um, obviously, the likes of Andy Mitchell and stuff as well. Again, like I said, Paddy McLean, he's, he's proved to be a really shrewd signing. And you know if if if, if they do, they do seem to be addressing their defence, you know, whenever I was a kid growing up, you know, when you were going to games at the Oval, you know, to, to watch Portadown play, and you know the Glens always had a really strong defence because you had Gary Smith and Chris Walker and Paul Lehman and Mark Lindenning and Colin Nixon 
all those boys were playing. They, they were like a core group of players, you know, that great defence Glentorn used to have. But then sort of, you know, in recent years, their defending hasn't been anywhere near as good as what it used to be. Like, you know, and it, it seems to be they, they are addressing that. And Marcus Cade, he, there's another good player. Yeah. Um, he had a, he actually had a brilliant penalty tonight too. So the, the Glentorn, they do have a, a lot of a good players, you know, not even just in the first 11, but in their squad in general. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, some sort of key story, key sort of storylines going into this one. Where's your key battle? Uh, maybe it depends on which manager gets in the referees here the most. Could that be a key battle? <laughs> I think there's only going to be um, one winner of that one. To be perfectly honest, I think if there's a bit of a tussle between David Jeffrey and Mick McDermott, I think I'd, I'd be backing David Jeffrey on that one. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what? There's a few key battles. Across the pitch, you could sort of, you could say straight away, like Adam Leckie, you know, he's a big boy. Paddy McLean, he's also a big boy. Again, on the flip side of that, you know, Robbie McDade, he seems to be Clint Horn's main man. Um, he's going to be up against Charlie Addis or whatnot. You know, it depends who Balamina go with. So those there will be interesting battles in the middle of the park. Obviously, you've got, you know, Ryan Harper's a good player. Um, and as we already mentioned there, uh, crew from Glen Torn. Siri, you know, he's a good player too. I think um, he's, he's very good, isn't he? He's so comfortable yeah. on the ball. Yeah, there's, again, it, it's going to depend, you know, what, which way will the line up? You know, he, he could be up against Jim Irvin, he could be up against Tony Kane, you know, you, you just wouldn't know. There's there's interesting dynamics all across the park here. It'll be an interesting game, um, to say the least. Yeah, and just before we wrap up, Neil, I'm going to ask you for a prediction. On Friday, I am going to say Balamina will win, and the reason being is because of David Jeffrey, and everyone will be predicting Glen's Horn to win. And you know, I suppose rightly so, they should be overwhelming favourite. But it's, as I said, it's a cup, a cup game, it's a cup final. Anything can happen. Form goes out the window. It's sort of a fresh cup final. They played each other once in an Irish cup final in 1951. Glen Torn won that game. And um, so they haven't played each other in a final for a long, long time. So, yeah, I'm going to go Balamina just to edge it. But I also could see it maybe going through extra time and penalties again. Yeah. But I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a whim and say I could see Balamina win it here. But then again, like I said, yeah. I wouldn't rule the Glens out at all because they seem to have an affinity with the Irish Cup and they have won it that many times as well. Who have you got? be honest, I wish I had a give my prediction first and then threw it over to you because the David Jeffrey factor does sway me towards Balamina. Even the way you've described Balamina there and then the way you've talked about Glen Torn and their affinity with the Irish Cup, you've almost convinced me that Glen Torn are going to win it. <laughs> but I, I did I did think Balamina purely because of David Jeffrey factor. But Glen Torn and the return of Elliot Morris between the sticks is absolutely massive for the Glen, Glen Torn Football Club. I think Glen Torn will win it just. And like you said, I could see it go to extra time and penalties. Now, if I had my preference, I preferred Bellamina to win it from a personal standpoint. But I just there's something about Glen Torn this year, and just a couple of squeeze like the squeezy victories in the build-up, ported down on penalties, 
just about getting past Queens 2-1 with Crusaders and penalties with Cliftonville. They certainly didn't ease their way to this cup final. Look, I'll stick with the Glens. Again, you just wouldn't know because, as I said, it's a cup final. Anything can happen. You know, if somebody scores an early goal, there's a, there's the other the opposition's game plans out the window straight away. So yeah. you just wouldn't know. But hopefully it's an entertaining game because, obviously, an entertaining game uh, would be good for, you know, Irish League football in general. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, an interesting uh, stat, by the way. Balamina have only won three times at Windsor Park since 2004. They... They're not right. they're not big fans of playing at Windsor Park, but you know some some stats carry a lot of weight and some don't. To me, that's well, in, to me that's interesting. And you're comparing different Balamina teams from 2004 till now. Yeah, well, I mean, this season they've played each other three times, and the Glens have won all of those games. So Balamina, they could just be the one, you know, they pull it out of the bag and. In a sense, is the one that matters really. You yeah, know? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's been a, a two-one, a three-one, and a two-nil. So, like I said, you just you just wouldn't know. I mean, the incentives there straight away. They yeah. beat us three times a season already. Why, you know, this is our chance to maybe prove a point here. Yeah. So, um, if that's if I was a Balamina player or fan, you know, that's the way I'd be looking at it and go, they might underestimate us, and then you know yourself from. All, all weeks of life, you know, in football over the years, you, you shouldn't underestimate anybody in a cup final. Yeah, and certainly with COVID disrupting the season, there's been a bit more of a gap between this than what there would be normally. That may have that may have helped Balamina and to an extent with the injuries and whatnot. Going into this one, I certainly feel like they'll fancy their chances. They're underdogs today against Coleraine, and I don't think many people thought Balamina had much of a chance today. And I've seen a few Balamina fans sort of on, on the social media sort of sticking it to the Coleraine fans. Nobody gives a chance, but here we are. And it's a very similar position, really, for Balamina. Come Friday, here they go again into the final where against the, the might of East Belfast and the cash-rich cash Glentoran, let's put it that way. So, But certainly a unique dynamic this year. I enjoy seeing... If my team is out, I enjoy seeing maybe teams that don't always get to the final in a final, and I like seeing I like seeing a side, at least one side that isn't from Belfast, make a final, and I think that's always good for the local game in general. So certainly looking forward to this game. It'll be interesting to see what way it's going to work with the fans, because obviously they're going to let five hundred people in. Yeah. Now is that five hundred each, or is that five hundred total? Uh, 500 total, I believe. Okay. Palomina okay. on their day can get a big support, and you know, obviously the Glens can as well. But it'll be interesting to see the dynamic because Glen Torn on their day, especially, can get a really, really big support. Uh, and obviously, the week going into a cup final, but the Glen Torn fan base are a bit notorious where if things aren't going their way or the team aren't performing, that they'll turn very quickly. The fact that Glentorn, like, I mean, obviously everyone wants their fans in the ground, of course they do, but you know why sometimes you find some teams might benefit from their own fan base maybe not being there to get on their backs when things go wrong? That might actually help Glentorn, yeah. I think, because sometimes Glentorn fans can get on their back very, very quick, sort of similar to West Ham over in England in a sense. They, they Their fans turn quite quickly, and sometimes I find that the 
them and can be like that. So that might help them if you know if things do do go wrong or maybe they can see a goal early doors or whatever, and um, you know where people might you know drop the heads or what. But the fact that the, there mightn't be as many people and might help the Glens, but whereas Balamina I think would be the other way round, whereas they would you know the support that help galvanise them, push them on. So it's an interesting dynamic to see what way that's going to work out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cl- closing sort of thoughts, Neil. Give me a couple of thoughts on... We've already sort of touched on David Jeffrey and Mick McDermott, but a couple of thoughts on Balamina as a club. What did, what would this mean to win the Irish Cup for Balamina in this season? Well, it would be massive because if they win the Irish Cup, they're going into Europe again and you get a lot of money from that, which is paramount at the minute, especially with the whole COVID thing. If, if they were to win that a second season on the bounce in Europe for them would be a phenomenal achievement. Again, like I said, it's not like the Glens need the money now, like, but I mean, the, 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 the extra coffers you would get, you know, from getting into Europe, especially, you know, the Glens, because obviously they do have a, you know, a unique history and stuff, you know, within Irish League football. They'd be looking at it as well to go, you know, if we got into Europe, it would be like another feather on their cap to getting them back to where they want to go. Yeah. So you, you can see uh, both sides of it there, but if, I think, Financially, the win would obviously mean a lot more to Balamina than it would Glentoran because if Balamina suffered a lot with the injuries, you know, if they do get a bit of money in, you know, you'd be able to strengthen there considerably. Yeah, I mean, certainly financially, it definitely means a lot more to Balamina given the league campaign as well. I think it'd be something that would really satisfy the Balamina fans after probably a really torrid campaign. Glentoran on the other side, financially, they're a lot more secure now. For, for Glentorn, it's more so just continuing tradition of being a big club and winning trophies, I feel. Whereas the, the Balamina, it means more in that financial sense and the, you know, to lift the spirit of the club and stuff. Glentorn, it's really maybe a, maybe a confirmation that they're going in the right direction and maybe raising the flag a little bit. You know, we're back. The Glens of East Belfast are back and it's certainly more of a traditional sense, I feel, for Glentorn anyway to win this cup this season. Well, the Glens will look at it, as I say, they're trying to get back to where they're challenging for league titles and stuff. Now, obviously, um, they won the Irish Cup in 2013 and 2015, then they sort of tailed off a bit. Yeah. Um, and they've had a couple of disappointing league campaigns. Now, they were to win the Irish Cup. You know, it would really help them to say, you know, this is us maybe getting, I guess, a stepping stone to, you know, getting back to the old days where they are regularly challenging for leagues. So, as I said, it's it's going to be an interesting dynamic anyway. Yeah. Well, Neil, I thank you for your time. It's certainly been an interesting chat here about the final on Friday. It'll be a, a fun way to sort of fin- fill our Friday night. I've got Glen Torn as a pick and you've got Balamina, so we'll see who's right. But um, cer- certainly a very, very interesting game and a very interesting dynamic. But, Neil, once again, thank you for your time on the podcast today. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for having me. It's it's, uh, it's always a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for listening to the podcast with me, your host, Darren. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the podcast. Thanks for your time. Stay safe and tune in next time.